Welcome to another episode of Vocabulary Detectives. And for those that are detectives out there, you will have spotted that this isn't Sarah's voice. Um, it's me, Anne. I'm here today. Um, unfortunately, Sarah can't join us today, but I am here with Lisa, and I've got some really exciting news. Um, because instead of Sarah, we'll miss her, obviously, but instead of Sarah, we've got Katie Parkinson, our founder director. Um, so obviously, she's the expert on exonic and all things morphemic analysis. So we asked her just before this meeting, what was her favourite affix? So over all the years that she's been doing this word, which one does she like best? And she came up with penned. So Katie, penned. Why penned? Well, first of all, it's great to be invited. Um, I'm really pleased that I'm, I'm here to join you. But why penned? Penned is an amazing word that can be used time and time again to develop vocabulary within the key stage three in particular, key stage three vocabulary. And I always remember uh, delivering some training or, or speaking with some senior leaders um, about developing vocabulary. And I happened to say, well, what does the word perpendicular mean? And I turned to one of the gentlemen that was there and he says, well, you know, it's the line that hits the other, you know, the, the line at nine, and causes a 90 degree angle. And so I said, but how do you know that? And he says, well, I'm a math specialist. Of course I know the word, the definition to the word perpendicular. So I says, yeah, but do, do your students know or, or do they confuse perpendicular with parallel? And he says, oh, all the time. I thought, right, so something's going wrong here. So you're teaching them the words, definitions, possibly by showing them a diagram as you're discussing the word, but they're not remembering it because these students that I'm talking about were possibly in year nines or tens, and yet they will have been taught the definition of perpendicular in primary maths. So something's not working, something's not sticking, so we need to be teaching you know, the morphology. So I asked them then, um, so do you know what penned means? And he says, I've no idea what penned means. And I thought, oh, that's, I think, where we're going wrong. So that's why I love penned. It's, it's so useful. And I always go back to that perpendicular line. line. <laughs> okay, then. So it's been a little while. Um, in these episodes, uh, Katie, we, we started off focusing on affixes. Um, and then we've the last um, run of them, we've had themes and we've, we've talked about a few, but um, it's nice to go back to focusing on one in particular. So why don't we discuss some linked words? So I've got um, a linked word in mind whilst you've been talking, appendage. So how does knowing pen within the word appendage help us? Oh, that's a good one. Can I jump in on that one? Yep. You know, um, so appendage, so we could start at the back, first of all, we could start at the suffix and age. So if you know that age is the result of an action, so we're thinking about, okay, it's the result of an action. Then we jump to the, to the prefix, the app. So what does app mean? Well, it can mean towards, but it can also mean an addition. Hmm. So you've got mm -hmm. the, the, the result of an action of adding something hanging. So that really basically, it gives the basic outline or the basic understanding of the word because the, the appendage is really something that's added to or hangs on to something larger. Yeah. Um, so, so you can see that it is hanging on there, that appendage is hanging on there. Yeah. Is that, is that, is that Kate, Katie, is that connected like to appendix? Or? Yes, 
yeah. absolutely because it's attached to it's an addition to um the the what's the word digestive system so it's, it, it is attached to a larger organ so that's why it's mm. the, the appendix that's, that's true in sort of like documentation form so the appendix yeah oh, yeah i've never thought about it hands on the that's right yeah so it, yeah so it hands, hands on to the larger document for further detail so and, and not um and not to divert us for um from penned but when you were saying about app can mean added to and things it's um it's a deviation isn't it of the add prefix and that's the, there's a spelling rule there because it's been added to the stem that begins with p we've doubled that last letter it's changed from the from the d to the p but i don't want to divert us too much um another penned word another penned word depend um, d uh, yeah, yeah i always think depends a good one so we've got d which means down away reverse like in the word deactivate but to depend um metaphorically means to hang down so we've got pen that means hang um so to, to metaphorically hang down so you're reliant on um reliant on something right so whether it be drugs or if you're filling out a form and it says how many dependents i think i've i think i've used that example in the previous one yeah you get a slight change into you know if you change that word into a independence mm. so you're not hanging on the need for yeah. something so you want your own independence yeah um so but again it has this hanging is is, is in there as, as, as part of this basic meaning but then the, the subject tutor then can sort of pad it out and actually make it very specific but yeah. the basic meaning is always going to be the same yeah so this is where our methodology oh sorry sorry no sorry you go I was just going to say, this is where our methodology can support disciplinary literacy. So if we've got that core teaching running through, then you're doing everybody else a solid and, you know, we're all reaping the benefits of it. And your then role is not, is to teach the slight contextual difference in for your disciplinary definition of that word, right? But like Katie said, you've got that generic overarching, something's hanging down or what, what have you. Yeah, I, I was going to say, Lisa, not, not to... Though you did divert a bit, so I'm going to take <laughs> take your lead on that. Um, with independent, we've got to be careful, haven't we? Because the in means not in that case, but the, but there are is dual meaning of in, isn't there? So I suppose we, we we need to to join the dots, don't we? Really between yeah. between looking at the the stem there and looking at the um, prefix. Yeah, yeah, and then again, change switching out that prefix again ever so slightly to become interdependent. Um, slightly more complex in the the nature of describing what's going on there, but that intermeaning between, so that you've got you're hanging, you're both hanging down. It, that there's that relationship between the two or more um, because it's between, um, but again, hanging down still carries our still has our stem. Um, sometimes I'm right, Katie, aren't I? Sometimes the D isn't always a D. In, in penned, sometimes it's seen as an S. It can do, and again, that's because of spelling rules that we won't sort of go into the now, but likes of um, suspension. If you go back to the root word, it's suspend, d, yeah. so it ends in the d sound, so suspend. But it's suspension, you change the D to an S, yeah, so okay. it can be, yeah, so it doesn't have to be the penned, it can be pens. 
meaning the yeah. same thing. It, it just mm-hmm. been, that, that's that's why learning English and certainly the spelling of English is so challenging because there are rules that need to be applied. Yeah. Um, and then people say, well, you learn a, a rule and then you break it. But that's the English language. You know, we, yeah. we can't, we'd probably be quicker if we did change the English language, but, we, you know, we can't. Uh, we've got to live with what we've got and, and make, make our way through it and make it clear as we possibly can for the students that's in front of us. So yeah, the it deep- makes it fascinating, doesn't it, though? I mean, that, that complexity <laughs> gives us our job in a way because it, 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 it is fascinating, isn't it? I mean, um, Henson's getting to episode 18 of Vocabulary Detectives and still not running out of material. So, <laughs> but, but it's also when, when, the, when the students themselves see the links and so one should explicitly teaching this method to the students, you, you genuinely do see that light bulb moment. And, you know, there's one people that comes to mind who said, oh, I just feel like Inspector Cluzo. And I thought, yeah, they didn't understand that there were clues there to help them out. So just because you've been faced with a word that you don't understand, it's all too easy to say, don't know that when move on. No, no, you might not know it, but you've now got a method of working it out for yourself. And it's that independent learning that we've all got to be teaching. There's no point of giving definitions because that doesn't allow them to become independent you need to teach the methodology so that they can then go and use that rule or use that knowledge to build further knowledge. Um, so that, as I said, that's what the excitement for me is when you see the excitement mirrored in the student that's in front of you. It's it's magical, magical. Right, I'm going to act as shepherd and I'm going to herd us back to words. Um, <laughs> so let's um, suspense. So that's another one, isn't it, where the D is changed to an S, suspense. Um but it act, it does make sense because if you're if you're in suspense, if it was you know cliffhanger at the end of a your favorite TV show, you're left hanging, wondering, you know, uh, or, or worried. Um, I think that's quite a nice one and, and one that can get a co- convey the meaning of that um, stem quite well. Um, yeah. Or to be suspended, I also talk about you know lights being suspended from my ceiling at Christmas. What are they doing? Because they are hanging down. Um, it's quite a good one. Anyone else got any nice pen words? Well, yeah, I was, I was along those lines and thinking of watching a TV program or a film and a, a suspension that, that might be going on with that, and you know, hanging on the end end of your chair, really, on the end of your seat, <laughs> waiting for what's coming out. Um, a related word might be pensive. That has that has that, that related to this this pens that we've been talking about. It's yet another one where the S has been. We need to find someone with D's, but it's another one, isn't it, where the D's changed to an S? Pensive, Katie. What's that? Yeah, well, the pens. So the if the part, the suffix would be the, in the nature of. So it's in the nature of hanging. So you sort of haven't made that decision. It's you know you're very pensive. You're you're hanging around there. So it's the nature of still still hanging. Um, some of them are easier. Some of them are clearer than others. But it's still. Uh, that's what makes it so marvellous, so so exciting. So if I'm in, in suspense and I'm uh, um, pensive about something because something is impending. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And again, the impending is, you know, you know, you're sort of, you're in that hanging state. You know, you haven't, if, if, if you're waiting for a decision, it's impending. You're hanging around waiting for that um information so you're you're hanging in there so yeah it's impending it's 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 not there yet but it's coming (laughs) and even even dropping um possibly one that um younger listeners might recognize 
is just pending, dropping that prefix in and just having pending. If you place an order on ASOS um, and it says order pending, it's just, it's not quite finalised. It's hanging there. It's not quite kind of uh, finished. Um, but um, what other penned words can we think of? Pendant? <laughs> Oh, yes. yes, yes, yeah, yes. that's a good one. Because I often quite, when I was delivering this, um, some, some training with students, if, if you can start with a word that's easy for them to remember, so a pendant would hang around your neck, quite often use that one, but also the pendulum of a grandfather clock because it hangs down again. So if you can get the working on prior knowledge so that you can build into the, you know, develop the knowledge. So pendant is a really good one, hang yeah. around. Pendulum is another one. Um so we've got um it'd be interesting to hear your thoughts on this katie so we have um at Lexonic put together 36 common affixes um to to explicitly teach so is in your mind that a good approach to to do just kind of earmark certain affixes and, and explicitly teach those and focus on those yeah time is crucial um you've got to give the tools so that they can develop it on their own. So if we can um, teach real key ones and teach how they function within words, they then start to look for other ones themselves after the training. Yeah. So the training, if, if we start training and, and really focus on common ones, it means that they've got lots of, lots of words that they can then access. But then in their private reading or they just come against that, you know, in a in an exam or somewhere, they've got a methodology then that they can say, well, I'm not quite sure what that means, but I can think of another word that's got that in and that word means, so it's, again, it's, I've said before, teaching that methodology. And I suppose as well, if we stick with the most common, they could, it's a quick win, isn't it? You you hopefully immediately get the buy-in because the, they will recognise a lot of words quite quickly and see why that methodology is helpful rather than, for interest sake and trying to pique somebody's interest. But if you go to an, a really obscure affix that ha links to very few words, it's going to, it's easy to um, kind of rubbish and put aside, isn't it? You know, and, mm, and yeah. poo-hoo sort of thing. But if you mm -hmm. focus on common ones. There's a, there's a level of automaticity here as well, isn't there? So, you know, if you're picking those most common ones and, and you're learning them and learning them and, and getting them fixed, that when you come to that exam, Katie, you don't need to think too much about what pend means because you know that one so you can work on the rest of the word, can't you? And, and, and you know... Yeah, and so, so we, we should be starting with the sort of the common ones um, that they can make most use of. And when you're deciding what you think the common ones are, I think you've also got to take into account the age of the child that you're working with. So it might just be um, dis or un if you're talking about very young children or children who really do struggle with the vocabulary knowledge. So you've got to really know the students, I think, so that you, you select the appropriate ones. So they see the success, they see the point in it, they can find words themselves and then you can gradually introduce more complex um, words um, and they can see the progress in themselves. So well, you, you'll be really pleased to learn that the uh, pend is in our 36. It's it's made the cut. You'll be happy to know. Oh, excellent. I'm glad about that. <laughs> I'm very upset if it wasn't. <laughs> okay, well, you've, you've kind of touched on this a little bit. Um, normally at the end of these episodes, I know you know because I know you've listened. Um, 
you've mocked me on on a lot of my defeats in the games. But at the not at the end of the episodes, we do normally do a game. Um, but I don't want to show myself up. Um, so before we finish, before we wrap it up, could, could you talk to us, Katie? And you touched on it already. What was your motivation? Why, why are you so passionate about morphology and etymology? And what motivated you to develop Lexonic? Oh, crikey. Well, I, I can start with the last section first, if you may. You know, what motivated me to develop Lexonic? And really, it was... I'd come across far too many children or students arriving in secondary schools unable to access the curriculum. Um, they had coped very, very well in primary school. They were taught very well in primary school. But it, the decoding skills hadn't been at a secure enough level that they could then carry on and, and cope with the secondary curriculum. And for the first time, some of those students, many of those students started to fail for the first time in reading. They couldn't quite work it. They weren't, they weren't solid enough in the decoding skills. Um, and of course, as soon as that happens, you know, year seven, they, they start to feel this failure. By year nine, it's getting worse. And that's when I noticed the frustration. And of course, the frustration of a child will often be displayed in poor behaviour or possibly truancy from school because they were no longer, um, they, they just couldn't access the curriculum. And that, as I say, that was horrible. So that's the main reason why Lexonic was born, if you like. But equally, at the same time, it led me into the, the etymology and morphology because I had been celebrating some huge successes with, with, some, with, with some students, year nine students again, and they had made great improvement on their decoding skills because that had been my focus. Vocabulary hadn't been up until that point. And I, in the celebration, I was saying, oh, you know, reading, you know, you, you've made 18 months gain in, in such a short period of time. This must make a huge difference in your, in your classroom. And, she said, and they said, well, it doesn't. It hasn't made a blind bit of difference. And I thought, oh, crikey, well, why has it not made any difference? And it's because I don't understand the words I'm reading and I don't understand the words the teachers are using in class. And I thought, right, decoding in reading is a very important starting block for reading, but you've got to be working on vocabulary as well. Otherwise, you're, you're failing your students. So, so, yeah, so it was decoding first, but then very, very quickly, you've got to upskill them on vocabulary. And the only way in my mind to do that quickly is to focus in, as I say, on, on the common suffixes, prefixes and stems and build the, the knowledge base from morphology and etymology. So that's that's where it all came together, really. Decoding first, but very, very quickly on the back of that, you've got to expand the vocabulary too or it doesn't work for them. And thank goodness you did. Thank goodness Lexonic <laughs> was bought. <laughs> um, well, that wraps it up nicely. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. This has been Lexonic Vocabulary Detectives, um, and we hope you will tune in next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye, Bye. Katie. Bye, Katie. Bye. Bye.